0: Hi, and welcome. My name is Susan Wilson. I'm the group vice president here with Informatica. And today I'm joined by data and analytics leader, Yarlini Krishnaraj. Um, how are you balancing um, this balancing act between offensive and defensive strategies um, across broader access and consumption, but also ensuring responsible use of data?
1: hmm That's a a pretty challenging one, right? Like, you know, the data is everywhere and everybody, invariably, people get, you know, I think we are at a point where, like, we really cannot stop telling people you cannot use the data. They somehow will get access to the data through an Excel or through something else, right? Um, So, again, one of the strategies that we are going forward with is, like, data governance more of a federated model rather than kind of saying, like, you know, this is what, like, we expect you to do like what i mean by that is um from a data governance perspective we are coming up with the policies what should be the standards and um guardrails and then we are empowering their businesses to make sure that they are following that and enforcing that right like you know as long as you give them the right capability and right guardrails and then let them use the guardrails to what they need to be um doing that's kind of hopefully, like, you know, both offensive and defensive. In fact, like, at the times, like, I even try to avoid the word governance. It's, like, more of not data governance. It's, like, more of, uh, I guess, data community (laughs) is the way, way, like, you know, we want to kind of present it. That way, people are not feeling like they are being governed. But at least when it is a community, there is a certain level of governance that they need to follow. In fact, again, data governance is a big topic within our organization right now. It's a program we are trying to bring in. Um, But but with the very uh, high level caution of making sure that we are democratizing at the same time, um, we have a good uh, compliance of how people are using it, at least for the critical ones, right? Not for the ad hoc ones, the ones that are being used for regulatory purposes, being used for executive decisions and all of that. We are trying to provide that uh, guidelines.
0: I agree with you. I think that there's a big conversation happening right now where organizations are dialing back on using the branding for their programs, calling it governance, you know, because it it, it implies, right? Controls, you're going to slow me down. It's just this wall. Um, but I love the way that you described that, you know, about it's it's really enabling and it's democratizing um, with the appropriate guardrails. Like it's not just, you know, here, come at the data and just you know, um, introduce a bunch of risk. you've got the appropriate guardrails, you could set people free and give them the opportunities to collaborate, to innovate, and, um, also explore, um, what data is available for decision-making. So I love that. Yep. Any best practices you're seeing um, on how you are shifting that perception of data governance? Because that, that is something that many of these programs, whether a CDAO or CDO comes into an organization, sometimes you're told, by the way, avoid that word data governance. We've tried it multiple times. It didn't work. Um, how are you um, helping to to specifically shift it with executives and the folks in the trenches and overcome it being a roadblock?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, that's definitely a challenge, but at the same time the way we are trying to address it is like, you know, pick the burning issues, right? The What are the burning issues that are happening that data accountants can help them uh, to alleviate? Because there is uh, absolutely there are a lot of things from it, not just from a data quality perspective, from a compliance perspective, from ethical use perspective, there are multiple areas where business needs help. Um, so, kind of bringing that forth and then talking about that and how like you know these programs can help them. and even like showcasing like you know piloting and showcasing like you know how the the governance programs are going to help alleviate some of those burning issues is what like the approach that we are taking. taking even at the use case level, right? like you know these are the highest use cases, highest value through this program. and let's talk about solving this problem rather than talking about like solving'm I'm, I'm just govern you, right? like you no know, that's the approach we are taking. Uh, use case by use case approach solving for biggest problem that's going to solve pain point for the business so that they can see that as an enabler because
0: by solving that problem we enable them XYZ. That's right. Show them how to unlock the value um, with these programs. I I that's spot on. Uh, I'd love to um now take you to a different topic. Um, it's about a trend that we're seeing um with the role of The, you know, the data teams, um, chief analytics teams, data governance teams converging, um, you know, ownership of analytics and AI, um, we're seeing that come together. Um, Does this, you know, make it easier from your perspective to deliver and demonstrate the tangible business value that you've articulated today? So many of those great examples. Does it help with that?
1: Yes, absolutely, right? Like, you know, because to me, like, um, you don't, you cannot have a good AI without, like, having the right data, yes. right? Like, it has to go hand in hand. Like, you know, you can have a very nice model, but we have a junk data, right? Like, you know, there's, it's not going to add any value, right? Like, you know, so, so in my mind, like, you know, it's a very natural progression of converging the data ownership with analytics and AI, right? Like, you know, um, again, going back to my previous example of, like, Let's not let's make sure that the data is not being misinterpreted. The data owner knows more about the data and how to interpret it correctly. Um, so if there are analytics that are happening, again, we shouldn't be constraining it. We have to be democratizing because some of the data assets are, you know, a data owner may know a lot about it, but across multiple business segments, they may want to use it for different analytics use cases. So I don't necessarily agree that the data owner should own um, the both analytics and AI. But they should have, through the data literacy programs and other things, they should influence um, on how those analytics is being done and making sure that the value is realized of that data. Like, you know, more of a person who's consulted and influencer rather than the actual owner of all the analytics that need to happen on a particular
0: data product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that clear line of sight, that ownership, that accountability makes it a lot easier when we see that convergence coming together. being able to directly control because there's there's so many of those aspects that you talked about you know acceptable use of data the quality of the data and having that centralized within teams makes it a lot more efficient and timely yep, yep. good um last question I have for you is where are you on your journey of advanced analytics and what have some been some of the key lessons learned in that journey
1: um. I think, you know, if you kind of look at the journey curve, like, you know, where, you know, beginner, intermediate, and really doing extremely great, I would say, like, we are probably in somewhere in the middle. What I mean by that is, we had a tremendous use cases and examples where, like, we were able to deploy AI. We are obviously seeing value for it, which is great. From a lessons learned, right, like, you know, productionizing them has always been a biggest challenge, right? Like, you, you know, because of the nature of the business is changing and how uh, agile these models need to be, like how like we should be um, even like having the right talent to do the MLOps has been a challenge. So that's the one watch out for is like, that's great. Like you're prototyping and creating this model. In parallel, let's make sure that productionizing is also being prioritized because in a lot of cases, what I'm seeing is then you have a data scientist creating a model, then they are pretty much stuck just tweaking and uh, maintaining that model and not able to create the new models because they did not pay right attention to productionizing and moving to it. You know, that's one thing. And then the actual consumption itself, right? Like, you know, um, again, this goes back to the value statement, like why we are creating and making sure that that is communicated and then the change management aspect of it once you deploy it, how is it going to change the business process and working with the business? Some in some of the cases, if you don't do that well, you have this nice model that is running, but nobody's using it, you know, then adding no value. Like, you know, how do we make sure that the adoption and change management aspect of it is uh, monitored and is also like, you know, two things that I watch out for?
0: You said something really important there too. Um the definition of success is not that we've built the model, it's the consumption. It's the adoption mm-hmm. um, and those are you know core metrics and that's that's important to to have people on your team to continue to communicate that educate and track it um, and and that that is key so that's a it's an important lesson learned um, around yeah. this yeah and especially to share those stories you know at the executive level of why these investments have taken place and and the continuous investments and the the long-term value so. And also the business impact, right? Like you know, how it
1: is impacting the business, how it changed, right? Like what are the efficiencies that they are gaining or what are the additional insights that are driving the revenue, whatever that is, right? Like, you know, There's a culture part of it, change management part of it that people shouldn't just think that the data science is something that data scientists are doing, but right. we should be accounting
0: for the change management part of it. Clear line of sight to those business imperatives, um, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, I've enjoyed our time today. Um, uh, any any final uh, words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: No, absolutely. I really enjoyed the conversation, Susan. Uh, again, thanks. Thank you for Max Magazine for this opportunity. Um, more, you know, I hope to have a much much more conversations like this with the all the experts in this area.
0: Yeah, uh, Carolina, I enjoyed our conversation today and I look forward to more um, time to engage with you to learn where you are progressing in the journey and more of the lessons learned. I've really enjoyed you sharing your perspectives today. And those for you listening um, uh, as part of CDO Magazine, um, I want to thank you for listening. And also, if you'd like to um, hear more videos, um, you can visit cdomagazine.tech. Uh, This is Susan Wilson, Group Vice President of Informatica, and I want to thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much, Charlene. Thank you, Susan.